I am really excited for you to listen to this week's episode, but I felt like this one needed a little intro before we just dive in. So you've probably noticed that I've been doing more interviews with students and clients of mine here on the podcast, and they've been received really well. So I'm going to keep doing lots more of them, but with these conversations, I really want to show all aspects of what recovery looks like. So today you're going to hear from Kirsty. Kirsty is a panic to peace student of mine who has struggled with anxiety, panic, and agoraphobia for 30 years. And this conversation really helps to emphasize how important it is to remember that the recovery journey is a journey. There aren't quick fixes and there aren't magical solutions. And it's definitely not, I just take Shannon's Panic to Peace program and voila, I'm healed. (laughs) Although some students finish the program and quickly claim that recovery title, it's not the norm. And that's because we're human and we're talking about undoing years, sometimes even decades of unhealthy habits and behaviors and learning new ones. And we're also learning how to have a healthy relationship with ourselves in the process. And all of this takes dedication, time, and practice. So if you've been struggling for years or even decades like Kirsty, I want you to be gentle with yourself. And if recovery feels like it's happening slowly and maybe way too slowly, I want you to know that this is okay. Slow growth and healing is the best kind. It's what actually sticks and lasts. So give yourself permission to heal slowly, knowing that the slow growth will pay off immensely. All right, you're going to take so much out of this conversation, so let's dive into the episode. Welcome to a Healthy Push podcast. I'm Shannon Jackson, former anxiety sufferer turned adventurer, mom, and anxiety recovery coach. I struggled with anxiety, panic disorder, and agoraphobia for 15 years. And now, I help people to push past the stuff that I used to struggle with. Each week, I'll be sharing real and honest conversations, along with actionable and practical steps that you can take to help you push past your anxious thoughts, the symptoms, panic, and fears. Welcome. You're right where you're meant to be. Kirsty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Yeah, I'm super excited. So, Let's just, I know you obviously for working with you, but the listeners don't know you. So can you just tell us a little bit about you? Yeah, sure. So hi everyone. I'm Kirsty. I'm living in the UK. I came across Shannon's course through social media, through Instagram, like probably most of you. Um, I'm 43 and I've got two young children um, who are seven and 11. Um, so yeah, kind of hectic, busy. I work part time. I've got my husband, who's a massive support to me. Um, but that's yeah, that's where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, so let's just start. You know, where were you? And you maybe have to go even further back than when you you know started the course. So what kind of prompted you to join? What what were you struggling with back when you joined the course? <laughs> Okay, so um, going back a bit further, I lived with anxiety and panic for, I was thinking about this today, a good 30 years. I had my first panic attack when I was 13, so we're going back quite some time. So I've had, it's been ebbs and flows throughout my life of managing it, but um, going back to starting this course, it was on the back of COVID, (laughs) 
um, which obviously hit everybody hard. I was also studying um, and working and it just took it to another level. So, you know, I am living with my anxieties, but it, it considerably spiked. And I did actually start exploring other things. I was thinking because of my age, my perimenopausal, like I went to see an acupuncturist and she was like, oh my God, you know, you are like off scale sort of thing. But I was still managing, I was still working, I was still getting on with everything, but it was um, hugely heightened and I was well aware that my safety hooks were, I was no longer just taking out a few snacks and a bottle of water. I was taking out a bottle of water and a bottle of Lucasade, which is like a sugary drink in the UK, um, and numerous other snacks because it's like, well, what if I get through three? I might need four. I might need five. You know, and so then I'm not carrying a handbag. I'm carrying a rucksack. You know, it's that sort of stuff. And so everything had rocketed to another level. And then your reels were like, oh, my goodness, this is quite something else. I've never heard anybody talk about stuff in the same way that I experienced and lived through um and that's when yeah I reached out and when I heard you were doing the course I was just like I would love to give that a go I've undertaken um other courses in the past and I've managed it in different ways which we can touch upon but that's that's kind of where I was at so it just felt that it really resonated and felt like something different it felt like I'd done cognitive behavioral stuff before where you, you push yourself to do different things and, and, you know, overcome those hurdles, but this just seemed completely different. And to feel like I was part of something, like it was validated, like, to be honest with you, it was the first time I suddenly actually realized that I have agoraphobia. Nobody had ever really, I'd never been given that term. I just didn't think that that was something because I go out and about so I didn't think I could be agoraphobic. I didn't, you know, there's that kind of normal perception that it's about the house. Yeah. And as soon as I started exploring it and, yeah, we did the course, then it went from there. Yeah. And that's such a common experience. And it can be really helpful once you start to understand, right? Like, oh, <laughs> this this is a bit of what I'm struggling with. And that validation is huge of wow, yeah, it's, this is a, this is something and it's not just me. And this is, you know, something that I need to look into. And I'm glad you mentioned the bit about acknowledging like the stress, because obviously you had a lot going on, like you said, you know, the back of COVID working and going to school and your mom and like so much on your plate. So, you know, it kind of made sense why <laughs> everything ramped up a bit. Um, can you tell us about what that really looked like? Because I know you said you definitely recognized you had some safety behaviors and a lot of things that you were doing like to not experience mm -hmm. the anxiety and the panic. What did that look like, like the anxiety and panic you were experiencing? Okay, so I feel like um, I get on and do everything I need to do I don't feel like I'm completely restricted but that's on the basis that I have all of those safety hooks so my husband's been amazing with that and our relationship and kind of separating me and the anxiety somewhat but I do have that you know him on speed dial I'm okay as long as I've got my phone 
I'm okay as long as I've got a snack and a drink. I'm okay because I'm in my car. Like I know lots of people on your podcast really struggle with driving. And there's another student that I talk to quite a bit about the fact that driving was actually a safe, if I'm in the car, I feel okay, because that feels almost like my home, I've got everything I need, I'm, you know, I'm okay like that. So driving's not a problem for me. But there'd be times that if my husband was away with work, and I'd have to get the kids to school, sometimes it'd be like, no, I can't walk them, I need to go by car, because then I know that I'm just a distance on a drive from dropping them off to getting them in the car. When I go to work, same, my car's nearby. All of those things, I knew what I was doing and then it was getting to another level where my office is on say the third floor and if I wanted to go to the vending machine I'd suddenly find myself not even being able to go down that far without suddenly thinking well, what if I need a water and I was like this is this is getting too much this is ridiculous you know I've worked in this building for years before COVID and you know I can't so it just felt like my chest was constricted the whole time so where I would normally be, oh, it's okay. My phone's in the house. I'd be like, where, 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 where is it? I can't, mm. you know, I have to have it on. It was getting like that constantly. Um, so I could go into town and I could go to places, but for me, it's it always stems from like being on my own because when I had that first panic attack when I was very young, I was with my brother, but. I kind of blacked out and it was all so it's always been about being on my own um and so the thought of kind of walking into the fields on my own or being away from stuff was just like no that's not and then I'd say to myself but that doesn't matter because I don't have to go into the fields do I you know don't have to do that (laughs) so it would be oh no that's all right we won't go for a walk we'll do I'll do it the weekend when we do it as a family because that's a nice thing to do as a family so I would always you know, and when I first came onto the course, one of the things I sort of said is, you know, my husband, my son's now 11 and there had been an occasion where we'd been walking through some fields near us and being remote is something I worry about. And uh, and I was just like, oh, no, I've got to go, I've got to go, I've got to go. And my husband was like, you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. I said, no, I've got to go, I've got to go. And I just ran across this field and then, and then my son came after me. I was like, and suddenly I'd hear like, oh, I'm okay. I'm in my safe spot sort of thing. And I just thought this isn't, it's not that I want to hide away from ever having those struggles as they get older to say that. But I don't want to be in that position where I'm making excuses and saying, oh, maybe we'll stop and have a hot chocolate and not walk that bit further. Mm-hmm. I just want to be able to go, yeah, sure. Oh, you want to go that way? Yeah, okay, let's do that. Yeah. And that's my, that's still my, yeah, I, I'm not there yet. That's what, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm so glad you talked about all that because it really like gives people listening, right? This, okay, like I am not alone. This, you know, and the, the feelings can be so hard and the thoughts, it's like almost, I know we've had similar um, journeys that the, the thoughts are almost worse, that it's like, yeah it's always with me. I'm always cycling through like, what if, what if, what if I'm not going to be okay. And, you know, not being okay, being alone and not really trusting, you know, if I feel something that I'm going to be okay. And I know you starting to work through some of that stuff was obviously challenging. (laughs) So (laughs) can you just talk to us about like, 
where where did you start? Like when you started taking the course, like what did this look like to start saying, okay, I've I've got to start to to go at some of this stuff and do it differently. Yeah, I think like when we were working through the workbook, I think it was really it was really reassuring to feel like it felt achievable. It felt manageable. It felt like it felt like, okay, I I can get there and I know I've overcome some stuff in the past. And I think it's certain things that you've said that have resonated, which is, you know, when you do have those hurdles, you're never going to go all the way back. Um, But one of the biggest things I think you, you said in kind of getting started was you will experience anxiety. You know, I think I spent most of like 20 odd years putting everything in place so that I would go and do these hurdles. So for example, I don't know, going going into town or, or getting the train to London, that's quite a big thing for me because there's periods of time where the train doesn't stop and, you know, not if I need to get off sort of thing. Um, and I would always build myself up into those situations to be like, okay, yeah, I can do this. It's not going to happen because I've got all of these things in place. So I'm not going to panic. And you just turned it on its head and were like, no, you will. You probably, you know, your likelihood is, is you're going to get on and you are going to experience uncomfortableness, but that's normal and that's okay. And I think that that was a starting point for me for thinking, oh, okay, that's one way I'd been like, you know, so it's these obvious tips you were giving um so it was it was small things um like one thing I remember that I've spoken to you about before was going swimming's a big thing I like it um but I feel like okay I can't escape quickly <laughs> I'm in my swimsuit I'm in a pool everything's in the locker I'm not near my phone I'm not near my snacks all of these sorts of things so that was a big first step of kind of like planning it and I and then I booked an aqua class and I went along and I didn't know anybody um but like we'd spoken about this before like you know that would face a lot of people and that that part wasn't bothering me I was just thinking what if I freak out if I get lightheaded what am I in there what do I say so I did do it, but equally in small steps. So I kind of took my snacks and things with me. I put my towel on the side with my LucasAid. Um, but I said to myself, that's enough. You leave your phone in the locker, you know. So if you feel like you're going to pass out, you know you've got that on the side and you know you're not going to drink it because it's about three, <laughs> dare I say, it's about three months old or something, like it's never been drunk. <laughs> um, and... And so, but but that made me feel better. Um, And then I booked and went the second week and I felt more nervous and that surprised me. And we, I know we talked through that because almost like the things that were new and took my attention away before weren't. And suddenly I was thinking, no, maybe I'm not okay. Yes, everybody's nice. Oh yes, I can ask that teacher, but what if... Yeah, because it's almost like that second time I think people expect, right? The second time is going to be easier because I did it once. And I think those expectations really get in the way because most often the second time is not easier. It's actually harder because, like you said, it's not new. You've already gone through the experience. And then also, too, you kind of have that anticipation. You you have more time to think about, right? Well, I've already been through this. Well, what if this time, you know, now that I know I have more comfort with what things look like and all that, 
what if, what if, what if. So I just love how I want to go back for a second because I think it's so important that you talked about the, the acceptance of the success isn't going and doing the things and not feeling anxious or not having a panic attack. Cause they think so much of it, right. Is this resistance, this, Mm. I can't feel anxious. I can't have a panic attack. You know, that's not going to happen. And, you know, talk about unrealistic expectations, right. When you give yourself the permission to actually say, I can feel anxious. I can panic. That's okay. You know, that's huge in and of itself. You know, I always say so much of the journey is acceptance, like acceptance of just letting anxiety be there, acceptance Mm -hmm. of it being a part of your struggle right now. Like there's so many layers of acceptance that you have to go through. And, you know, I think when you really started to approach it differently in the sense of, oh, okay, I, I can feel anxious. I can have all these thoughts. Because I remember like the second time you were like, but Shannon, the second time that I went swimming, it was almost worse because I had more thoughts. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Like, we don't need to do anything with that. That, That's kind of to be expected. I mean, going into it thinking, okay, like I I did it once, you know, this I had it under my belt and like this time is going to be a breeze. I mean, come on. It, you're you're often going to feel more and have more thoughts. And like, that's just your opportunity to practice more acceptance. Okay. Mm. Like you said, I I have this stuff in my locker. I, I can get out of the pool. I can go access things. You know, the, these stories, these things that I'm telling myself, like the, all the fighting that I'm doing, it's like not, you know, it's just causing more resistance, more anxiety. It is, but it was so refreshing to hear you say that because I, it's so, like, it is so obvious, but then in so many ways, you know, you do something, can you overcome it? And then you think, oh, yeah, I've done that. So almost like, I think I went back kind of really looking forward to this, this lesson, thinking, okay, this is good. This is something I can do. And, you know, suddenly I'm like, oh, I could, maybe I could do this like every week. And then suddenly I felt, nervous and I was just like oh no this is what meant to happen oh no I was <laughs> I was meant to be all right with this that's mm. really annoying um so we're still in that and so when I spoke to you it was it was really enlightening to kind of go oh no okay yeah because it's still obviously still brewing and it's still settling and it was all still going around and that's still part of the journey of acceptance and I think that's that's the biggest thing for me yeah is going into those situations with that awareness now that it's going to arise and and that's okay and things like what I've noticed I do is like now if like I'm walking along sometimes like in the fields I can see myself questioning I'm just questioning myself and then I realize I'm just not breathing and then I'm starting to get more panicky and then I can feel my sweat like hand sweating and feel myself getting like a bit lightheaded and I'm like because I'm not actually breathing you, you know and so as soon as I just for a moment breathe and sometimes I might like have a bit of my snack bar or something then it's kind of like oh yeah you're back in your room yeah yeah it's fine and it's and it's it's like I'm being aware of how I'm responding which is I'm getting like this and these thoughts and I, I had I just never noticed that enough before I never noticed and so when my hands get sweaty I remember I can walk along kind of going yep yeah, they're just 
they're just sweating that's that's part of the thing it's how my body's reacting doesn't mean anything let's just keep going and I'm trying now to and I did it the other day trying now to like when it comes up it's like okay I'm gonna have this discussion with myself yeah I'm really not comfortable really really not comfortable but I kind of make my legs keep going so it's almost like kind of like an yeah to just be like keep going because then I'll be more into it and then it'll be like see I've kind of yeah. And that's I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. But that awareness, like you said, is so important because often we're just on autopilot and we don't even acknowledge, gosh, I am, I'm really fighting this. Like, mm. I, I'm not just allowing myself to acknowledge how, what I'm thinking, how I'm feeling and just like letting it be rather than, oh my gosh, my palms are sweaty. Oh my gosh, I feel lightheaded. Oh my gosh, what if something happens? It's like, okay. Instead, just, yeah, my palms are sweaty. I feel a little lightheaded. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. So I love, I know working through the course, you know, you started like, what are some of these behaviors that I can start to, you know, reel back and not rely on some of these things so much. And, you know, you started taking more walks into the field and, you know, um, you also went on a hike and, I want to talk about that because that like something really good came of that. So do you mind just sharing like what did yeah. that look like? Yeah, yeah. So I think come come the summertime, I was in a much better place. Um, that doesn't mean I was that I didn't have any safety hooks at all because I absolutely did. But just I didn't have that complete panic it was like yeah my, you know my husband would go out and I'd be like oh my phone and I'd be like yeah it'll be it's, it'll be in the house somewhere you know I was kind of I was in that sort of space kind of acknowledging but kind of being like yeah yeah that's that's fine you know um so I was in a better yeah a better place and then we went on holiday to Scotland with some family and which I've been to many a times and it was and especially as the kids getting older I was like I'd really like to you know do a bit of a hike do a sort of a bit of a climb not like literal climb but just a nice sort of walk and um and up until now, obviously in the past, the kids have been so little, it's been very much like, oh, well, can't do that. Or you do that. I'll stay home with the kids. You know, <laughs> really, I wanted to do it. So, um, and then the situation kind of arose out of the blue. We were meant to be doing something and that didn't happen. And my brother said, well, should we go and, should we go and climb the store? And I was like, okay, yeah, let's just go with it. And I was just thinking in my head, okay, this would normally be bothering me, but I'm okay with it. So I'm just going to go with it and go with it. And we drove up there and it's a, huge kind of jutting out well, cliff base um but it's a very busy tourist spot as well so um once we we're there there were quite a lot of people there and that that's that's good for me I you know I, I don't mind that too much not in a shopping center but in somewhere like that I felt like okay it's not completely remote but nonetheless I would not have considered that a year ago or any time before it had just it w- it just wouldn't have been a thing I just wouldn't have even gone there because it would be no way I could have sort of said oh we'll do a little bit and come back like you go there to get to this peak and so we just started and it was a really lovely day and we were hiking and my daughter's got a little bunny and she's you know trying to pretend to be a goat and we're all just like having a really good time and we kept going up and I was just in my head I kept thinking this is mad this is mad like actually climbing like oh my goodness oh my goodness like we're a good half an hour away from I can see the coaches at the bottom oh my goodness and I think part of me still had some safety hooks if I'm honest which is there were quite a lot of people about 
so I sort of thought well if anything happened and I couldn't get off here like there's loads of people about you know like it's I kind of had that but I think I was just so it felt so freeing because it's so remote it's so spectacular um and I was with the family so there were those safety as certain things but it was a game changer. I mean, your course was a game changer for that because there's just, and I think watching your reels on the hikes as well, because that is something I kind of, you know, being in a remote place is the, is the pinnacle for me of where I want to be able to get to, um, was massive. And we went all the way to the top. Even my brother and sister-in-law kind of left us like shy about an hour of the peak and the four of us carried on going up and we took photographs at the top and we're just like, we're at the top. And I know my husband would have, if I'd said, like, I need to turn back, he would have, you know, he'd have been fine. He'd have support, he supported me, but he would have been gutted at the same time. And it was lovely to kind of think I could give him that. Like, we all did that. We mm. all had that moment. Um, so it was, yeah, it, it was just massive. I think I was, I was so got into it, loved it. I was like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So I can keep doing it. I'm here. I'm already an hour from like the bottom I can keep doing it so that was huge that was huge um and then a few days later we did another mountain which we could see from our cottage and we did it just the four of us it was much more remote there was no one around um and I was a lot more questioning of myself um but we hiked for a good two hours or more and the kids did really well and and I did kind of wobble a bit and then I kept going and then I was like you know what it's getting a bit too much to get to peak and I I didn't but I tried to sort of say to myself crikey you wouldn't have done store and then you wouldn't have even considered this because it was so remote um so it was like it was kind of like running on the high and so keeping going and trying another mountain but also kind of feeling okay I'm not quite there and I could have done it I know I could have done it um so I had that whole battle going on with myself but um yeah it was but I I think you did such a beautiful job of recognizing in that moment right like this is something that I would have never even considered doing months ago and like look what I've done and you taking that time to pause and acknowledge I've actually done some pretty amazing stuff actually yeah. doing this thing. Yeah. So Yeah. And also along along that same thinking, I also caught myself after that, and I often do this, and I'm sure you know a number of people do, but that kind of feeling of, oh yeah, but you know, everyone else can do it. I just I just did what, you know, almost like, mm-hmm. well, I did what I just should have been able to do you know and not sitting but and so I and I kind of really clocked myself doing that because I was like yeah that that is you know okay yes people approach that with no sort of anxiety in mind other than probably their physical fitness about doing it um but I did do it on top of all of that and that's and that's that's another thing that I think has come out of the course so much is that kind of validation that crikey we do all of this we live our lives as having relationships, working, having kids, you know, having all different responsibilities depending on where you are in your life. And um, we do that and manage pretty much constant fear 
about these things and not to underestimate that when we do achieve it to almost like oh tick well I should have been able to do that anyway so let's not praise ourselves enough and actually you know and I I tried to and I before I came on the call I was looking back you know kind of having a notebook of of making sure I note down things like that whether it is just getting into town and going into the shops or whatever it is to kind of acknowledge that that's a a huge achievement because I think we do I we do swing between well I should just be able to do that anyway so that's like that's that's where I should be at now so you know I'm I'm a normal person now whereas actually it's like actually we you know people haven't had to do these battles and actually by managing this it's yeah you know oh yeah it's so easy to minimize and I think it's so funny though when you reframe it right and you say okay you know if if I reverse this and my husband just did this and he really struggled with anxiety and panic would I look at him and be like well congratulations you just did something that every normal person does like he would never say something so horrific but these things that we tell ourselves it's like whoa so damaging and you know we we put the blame a lot on anxiety but it's really like what we tell ourselves this relationship that we have with ourselves that really makes things a lot harder than they have to be yeah and you know that the shoulds like throwing the shoulds out the window it's just like oh you know I catch myself even now of course like when I say should I'm like okay what does this mean what do I mean I should or it should look like this like who says? <laughs> so I would love to talk about like where are you at now? Like what's going on now, Christy? <laughs> I feel like it's been a bit. So Christy took the course back in April. I think we finished in May. Mm. And you had over the summer, we had a check-in over the summer, but I haven't talked to you, you know, at least in a couple of months. So what's going yeah. on? What's going on where I'm at? <laughs> Good. Well, highs and lows. So we had the kind of, um, uh, as we were saying at the start, you know, again, something that I've not acknowledged is, I've, you know, you can't go backwards. You can only take small steps back because of everything we've learned. So I think that there's, I still regularly listen to your podcast and watch your reels um, because it continually embeds stuff, you know, and we just forget, don't we? And it's like, yep, yeah, of course, I must, I must remember that. So I do that to kind of remind myself and check in where I'm at in managing stuff. So I feel like if I'm honest, in the last sort of three weeks, I've had a bit of a dip again and I've been quite tight chested and a little bit anxious. And I think sometimes that's me not doing the Mm self-care. So that's me having been busy, not having kind of taken that space. And so I was aware of that. And so I kind of just was checking in to give myself some time which is doing a bit of meditation doing a bit of yoga just doing a bit of exercise at home just you know just a half an hour a couple of times a week just anything to just um give me that bit of breathing space um that always gets me in a in a better place and then um funnily enough like today I went out for a long walk with a friend and we've had really bad weather here and she was like, oh, maybe we should just go for a cup of tea. And my immediate reaction was like, oh, yeah, that would be nice, you know. <laughs> and then this morning I messaged her and said, look, weather's looking really great. We should go out. And I nearly sort of said, but I'm happy to do a cup of tea as well. And I thought, no, no, let's let's get out. And 
and we did and you know as we're walking I was thinking in my head oh you know we're a bit far how am I feeling blah 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 but like I said earlier just kept on walking and kept on going with it um so how I'm looking now is I definitely take out less snacks and don't take out any water bottles I'm like aware I check in with myself I see myself going to the cupboard and getting two snack bars I'm like you don't need that you know you've got one already that's fine you know you don't you know and because sometimes I I generally do get a bit faint and lightheaded so I do take like a snack bar out but I know that that's a rational thing you know I might have it sometimes I do have it I don't need to have three and a couple of chocolate bars and you know whatever so I'm more conscious of that I take less out and I was listening to your podcast with is it Josh Joshua who is sort of and again like that was reinforcing the fact that if every time you go somewhere you've kind of got that safety hook you're kind of reinforcing it every single time and that was um really powerful for me so I think life for now at the moment means I'm carrying on going as I'm doing but in everything that I do where those safety hooks were they either are there but much more minimal mm-hmm. you know and and I and I don't immediately go to them and that when so I'm still working hard on things I'm still pushing but like I said I'm seeing things with a bit more clarity so if I'm walking I can like into town or something I can sort of say yeah okay um might be feeling a bit worried here but just keep on walking you've got sweaty hands think about something else you know look at something else look at leaves look at everything try to try to do it because I do struggle if I'm honest to kind of sometimes think oh the anxiety's here with me that's okay so it's more like acknowledging the physical symptoms but still kind of go it's hard to explain is it like acknowledging the physical symptoms but just still trying to keep on going so I'm very I feel stronger to put myself in certain situations and I feel stronger to say to myself like when I'm at work or I want to get something from the vending machine just go to the vending machine Kirstie what if I pass out on the bottom floor like there's a whole staff team downstairs who like you know yeah like I try to just have a bit of a rational word with myself um or even just try to make those steps to sort of say like, okay, if you really can't handle it, just go down to the second floor, just give it a go and come back up. But also remembering things that you've said where uh, not just doing things for the purpose of putting yourself in that situation. So it's important to push yourself, but not just to go around the block for the sake of it almost. So to just try and do live your life as you would do so if you wanted to go and do that thing go and do that thing and if it's hard just keep persevering but not necessarily constantly thinking about anxiety to be like okay I'm really going to practice now so I'm going to walk around and block you know without my phone or my keys or you know so although that would be help it's kind of like perpetuating that thinking of anxiety isn't it as opposed to just trying to sort of I think that's the other thing I learned really is that to not look at it like a training I suppose like not look at it like a training course right I'm going to tick these things off this week but to be like okay I want to go into town so I'm going to go into town maybe I don't take my car maybe I walk and maybe I take one snack and that be there 
Yeah. Yeah. It's good, obviously, to push yourself, but do it in a, in a kind, gentle way of not, I'm forcing because it's me versus anxiety. Like, this is a battle. I'm going to put on my gear. Like, oh my goodness, let's not put more pressure on yourself and and do some more anxiety. Let's just have it be okay. I need to go into town. I want to go into town. I want to go on this walk. And I'm really glad, like you said, right? Like your friend, the bit where, you know, you were going to go for a walk and she was like, well, maybe we should just do tea. And you were like going to type like, you know, or we could just do tea. And you're like, you consciously said, no, okay, Kirstie, we're not doing that. And I think you've really created this level of awareness that's huge and being able to sort of check yourself and say, okay, hey, is this the decision that I actually want to make? Because you know, like we often question, am I doing this right? Should I do this? Shouldn't I do this? You know, all that. And when you really get still and you really just like accept and listen to yourself, you know, you know yeah. what to do. Yeah. You you just probably have resistance and it probably feels yeah. pretty awful because you're resisting something. And, you know, I, I love how you're being honest that there are still some safety behaviors. Like you recognize there are still some things, but you're at least, you know, now recognizing when you're doing it, you're checking yourself, you know that you're changing, like you're, you have to change these actions, yeah. these behaviors yeah. and, you know, really making that conscious effort, but also just letting yourself like be human in the process mm-hmm. because, Obviously, when we try to like force things and make ourselves, you know, at a, a spot where we're not yet at, it just doesn't work. So yeah. it's it doesn't look like, right, you, you take my course, you get rid of all your safety behaviors, you, you know, in a certain amount of time and you approach challenges and everything looks glorious. Like, no, yeah. okay, we're human. So, you know, letting yourself be human throughout this process. Yeah. But I think really like, you know, having the consistency is so important. Like Mm. whether it's the actual exposure, right. Or just, I'm going to consistently bring the awareness to, I'm going to be aware of my decisions. I'm going to be aware of the stories. I'm going to be aware of how I'm like treating myself in general. All that stuff is so just as important. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's, and I think that's it. I think there's, it's, it's remembering. And I think this is, what's been important as well that kind of came through our talks and the discussions is acknowledging and I think you did a podcast on this about you know who am I without my anxiety and and it was interesting because I think you know like without kind of realizing you know since I was 13 14 I've had safety stuff in place literally every element of my life has been what if about whatever I do so it's acknowledging that it's going to take as you've kind of reassured me it's going to take time to you know like when I'm walking along a path I am kind of immediately like oh have I got this 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 and this and then I check myself in um and then at the beginning of course I'd be like oh gosh you know you shouldn't be thinking that and then it's like but for 30 years I've been doing this so it's like this I'm just on autopilot without even realizing half the time then when it hits a level like when I was doing your course and you know I'd had intense periods before you kind of see you're behaving not in a good way and my husband will like sort of say oh yeah I, I know when you're 
your bag's getting heavy or you you know suddenly your phone's with you all the time you know that you're not in a great place um so it's I think it's just acknowledging it's still going to take time that I'm still kind of working the workbook is amazing um and still going back to that and it's huge like I remember the first time we did the live session and I was actually visiting my mum and dad which was weird because that's where it all happened so it's kind of like it was kind of emotional I suppose anyway to be doing the course there and just being so teary because I just thought gosh I've never been in a in a forum and in an environment where people feel the same about stuff you know like I kind of get like I might not have the driving anxiety or I might not have other worries about something else and and, and it's the same as others about me, my sort of hang-ups it's but to be in that situation where people know that extreme panic and what can feel so normal to other people and so restrictive and people don't really see it because for lots of people they are living their lives they have got kids or they are going to work so it's very easy to hide and I do and, and I've had 30 odd years of hiding it apart from my close friends so it's um and even they don't really kind of get it if you know what I mean it's like they get it and they're there and if I they're like are you all right and I'll be like no I'm a bit worried but you've never really talked through what it actually means or the sorts of thoughts that you're having um so that was huge you know I think for me in itself was like okay and then knowing that it was actually agoraphobia and it's a thing and I remember my you know talking to my mum about it and my mum going well so that's it and I was like yeah and she's like you know like when I first had it no one had we'd never even really heard of the term panic attack you know it's just like crazy so yeah it's been a long journey um and yeah as I said in the feedback it's like been a game changer so but it's still a journey yeah and And I'm so glad you recognize that right that the you know this has been 30 years of learned behavior and you know the things that served us when we were 13 14 15 you know were probably helpful back then and now they're not so helpful and it's really it's you know your brain's a muscle you have to teach it just like anything else and it's not something that's going to happen overnight and you know really focusing on the action rather than the outcome like yes obviously you want to not have this really hard relationship with anxiety. You don't want to have the panic attacks. You don't want to feel scared all the time. You'll get there, but you're not going to get there by trying to force it and to try to, you know, fast forward your way through life. And this is why I talk so much about the importance. You got, you got to live while you're healing and you can't force it. And you have to recognize a lot of the actions, behaviors, the the stories, the relationship you've had with yourself hasn't been super healthy no. for a long time. So it's going to take a little bit of time. And I think you've learned a lot about being more gentle with yourself mm. and giving yourself permission for things to just look however they do without them mm. meaning things about you or your journey or, yeah. you know, it's just it's been beautiful to see the things that you've done and, you know, the progress that you've made, but it's just so special to hear you say things like, you know, my progress, I now know that just because I have a rough day or 
a panic mm-hmm. attack that I didn't take 10 steps back that like, I, yeah. I know I, what I need to keep doing and I'm just going to keep doing it and, you know, yeah. I'm going to get there. So yeah. I think, you know, just a reminder for you and for everyone listening, like you want to get there, you want to heal. You don't want to struggle with this stuff every day. Yes, that makes sense, but you're not going to force it. You're not going to, you know, magically fix it overnight and but if you focus on the action, the small steps, mm-hmm. the consistent, healthy action, that's going to get you there. And while you're doing it, you can actually enjoy your life a little in the process. Yeah, yeah. this is it. <sighs> it is. It is about enjoying it. And I think that's the thing, like when you're in those situations as well, it's like for me, like being in the fields and stuff, it's like, oh, my God, like. I'm enjoying this. What am I doing? Like, why am I question? And it's a field I go into all the time and I've been here before, but I, 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 I'm able to see and kind of go, yeah, but remember you've had some disturbed nights recently. You've had busy stuff at work. You know, it's kind of stepping out and as opposed yeah. to kind of thinking, oh, here we go. Catastrophizing, 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 kind of going, okay, but we have been here before. Um, and, like you've often said, we've got through it. I mean, that's the most powerful thing when you talk about it. It's like, oh my God, you know, we do it and we get through it every time. And it is us who gets us through it. And the amount of times I think I've spoken to my husband on the phone. And then I think, you know, he's in the middle of work or something. He's doing something else and he's talking to me, but it's me who's, who's getting through it wherever I am or whatever I was worried about. It is me. And that's been huge as well. Kind of thinking, okay, yeah. I might be on the phone or I might have done this or I might have sat down for a minute and whatever, but I'm the one who's got, got through it. And so to acknowledge that and build upon that strength and celebrate those wins, as you often say, it's like, it really is that. And it's, it's kind of working on that. So I kind of always go back to your little nuggets and things, which is why your reels are so good. And they just, crack me up when it's like the two different voices going on because I'm like that is that's so me you know like yeah as everyone always says and that's what's really lovely is you see everybody else's comments sort of going oh my god it's like you're talking to me or you've actually videoed me and it's like yes it's so true (laughs) um and that's really lovely you know to see that there's then people who are like oh I was there and now I'm here and other people who are like I'm I'm so in that that's exactly where I'm at today and that's that's really it's just so heartening. Um, yeah. It's well, I am so proud of you. I'm so proud of you for all the progress, just all the growth that you've had. And it's been awesome. And I, I love that you are willing to come on and share your story because I know that obviously it's scary <laughs> and it can be anxiety producing in and of itself. But the, it's so good for people to hear that, you know, it is a journey and, yeah. you know, there's no magic fix solution. Like my course obviously can be immensely, is immensely helpful. Mm. But, you know, when you stop looking outward, like to the the partners and to the water bottles and to the things, you start actually seeing and truly believing I am it. And I have always, and I will always get myself through whatever tough things that I come across. So I just look forward to seeing, you know, the progress that you'll continue to make and 
I'm just so, so proud of you. So thank you, Kirsty, for coming on and sharing. Well, I mean, thank you for inviting me, but thank you for for everything that you do. And I think, you know, you see that with all of your followers who say that it's, and I, I know I've said it before, but it's, it's absolutely game changing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Now, before we both start crying. <laughs> well, thank you. We will check it again soon, but yeah. I just appreciate you so much and I'm so proud of you. So keep, thank you know, you. keep taking all the healthy action and you're doing great. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of A Healthy Push. If you want more, head on over to ahealthypush.com for the show notes and lots more tips, tools, and inspiration that will support your recovery. And if you're hoping for me to cover a certain topic, be sure to join my Instagram community at A Healthy Push and let me know in the comments what you want to hear next.